This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna. And today, um, I've had the opportunity of talking to Shane like 30 minutes before we even started this podcast. Uh, But we are talking to Shane today. Super excited to get to hear your story as far as real estate goes. And uh, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me, Gianna. Yeah, I'm excited to be here um, all the way from California. Awesome. Um, so yeah, let's get into that. Where are you from? Uh, where are you located now? How did you grow up to be a real estate agent? So yeah, I'll try and keep this short. It's amazing just how much history has piled up. I'm not the new guy on the block anymore. But uh, yeah, I uh, was born and raised here in Santa Cruz County, which is uh, on the coast here in the central to northern California. I guess just to give you a better indicator, I'm about an hour south of San Francisco, you know, just down the hill from the Silicon Valley. But uh, yeah, I grew up on a ranch, actually, and uh, my parents are immigrants from Portugal. We uh, are from the Azores Islands. In fact, we do have a house there, and I do spend time there every summer. And uh, anyway, my dad was a general contractor growing up, so you know, I put us to work as a teenager out there on the job and uh, learned how to build houses and you know work around that. And, and then during school, I uh, was working at a bank, and uh, I was a merchant teller, and it was interesting because... Uh, one day, this broker, you know, real estate broker that would come to my window every day, I was always trying to sell him something. He's like, why don't you come talk to me? And it was funny. It was this conversation in 1998 that launched the whole real estate career. I mean, this broker explained to me, he's like, you're over there making a few bucks an hour. You could be making a lot of money selling houses. He's like, you're always selling me stuff. He's like, you just love to sell. And so I took the course and, uh, you know, I was about to get licensed in California and I got a job offer to go into the mortgage business randomly up in Seattle. And I moved to Seattle for three years, worked for a national brokerage, got recruited by a big company here in California to come back home. I realized that I could make a lot more money doing the same thing on million dollar houses instead of hundred thousand dollar houses and uh, came back to California and um, eventually finally got to move my license over to real estate sales and add a mortgage, but I did do mortgage for about 10 years. I also went on to get my own general contractor's license as well, which I still have. And uh, I just basically came up the ranks. It's been about 23 years now. I uh, came up mortgage broker sales and a general contractor who flipped some homes on the side. And uh, just, you know, I don't know, I guess when I moved into sales full time, was in about 2009, right after the crash here. And so I really cut my teeth in short sales and selling REOs, you know, bank owned properties. And uh, then, you know, as I moved up the ladder and as that market changed, I, uh, because of my full service and my ability to take a property from, you know, getting people out, doing all the rehab and everything else. I mean, I, I was full service. Um, I caught the attention of some of these big Silicon Valley companies and started doing a lot of corporate relocation. Um, They love the fact that, you know, these guys would be going like up to Microsoft in Washington or 
you know, they'd be moving, you know, like GM, like back East or, you know, Facebook, I'd got, you know, people going to Florida, like just, it was interesting. I, they knew that they could basically leave me the keys, approve some bids. And I would basically take the property, completely remodel it, stage it and sell it. And so um, I got a lot of experience doing all that early in my career. And then as the market came back, um, I always wanted to sell luxury homes and beach houses. And I kind of worked my way into the higher price points and, uh, you know, selling a lot of these, you know, beachfront properties or, you know, nicer properties. And then I took that whole full service thing that I offer and I, it gave me a lot of success in becoming a, you know, strong listing agent and uh, also building a really strong referral and repeat business. And so basically I've just, I, I mean, I started here, I was gone for about three years, came back and I've built a career now where I own multiple businesses, but I mean, I, you know, don't want to get carried away with the intro. So I'll uh, pass it back to you. No, you're good. Um, we love hearing that kind of background. And um, that's why that's why it's a question, Shane. So and don't feel bad about talking. It's literally a podcast. That's what we're doing. Um, but my next question is going to be, you know, how'd you get introduced to EXP? Right. So, of course, it wasn't your first brokerage or first gig in real estate. So who introduced the idea of EXP to you and how did that transition go? Yeah, It's interesting because I had been like I've constantly been recruited over the years because I, I guess, you know, I've always been a hard worker and I've always found myself being a top producer, just, you know, like quietly just putting in the work, you know, and it's just like, it gets people's attention, especially when you're like action, not talking. Cause there's all these people out there always talking about being top producers, this and that, but I was constantly being recruited and I had been spoken to by EXP before, but it seemed like such a joke to me initially. Yeah. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? A video game, like corporate. And then it's like, this is like the latest fad in real estate. It's like, to me, it's like the latest fad in diets. You know what I mean? It's like, I was not buying in. And then um, it was interesting because right at the beginning of COVID, um, a lot of us, like uh, colleagues of mine that we'd gone to different coaching events and stuff, you know, one of them, we started doing Zooms, weekly Zooms to kind of help each other, like status of the market. Because when COVID started, it really impacted everything a lot. And so I started doing these, um, I was on these Zoom calls with agents from all over the country and other countries. And there was one podcast where, not, I'm sorry, not podcast, but one Zoom call where, like a mastermind, where Mike, Mike Sherrard came on, and I loved his marketing. He's a big real estate marketing guy, and he had just joined EXP, and it was interesting because I reached out to him because I wanted to work with him on my marketing because I, I felt like my online marketing was kind of a weakness for me in my business, and uh, anyway, him and his sponsor, Connor Steinbrook, they ended up talking to me and saying, hey, you know, it's COVID, we're cloud-based, your company's not letting you use your office. And uh, I mean, if, for those that don't know, Mike Short is the top, you know, agent in EXP. He's recruited almost 300 frontline agents. And so I'm one of the original agents in his group. And um, I'm thankful that I made the switch. I mean, we're, you know, I mean, I couldn't have come into a better circle. So I went from like not being properly introduced to being introduced by, you know, someone that's had tremendous success. I mean, I was there from the beginning with him and with Connor and now we've built something great. There's about 15 of us that are kind of leaders in that group now. There's over 1,100 agents in that group. And, um, you know, we're working on, you know, building a massive organization. So that's pretty much how I got here. It was really unexpected, but I'm really glad I, I got here. It's been just over two years. It'll be, uh, it was two years last month, I believe. Awesome. awesome. Um, so Shane, how, 
how have you enjoyed eXp so far? What's been your favorite part of it? So it's got stock options, collaboration, rev share. So what's your why? Why do you stay at eXp? What have you fallen in love with about it? It's interesting because uh, initially um, I couldn't really, you know, because of the restrictions on being in like office buildings or working because of COVID and stuff, you're not really allowed to be in buildings working. And so initially it was like, I need to keep working it doesn't make sense to be paying money to brokers when you can't use the office. Um, I need like, I mean, we had support staff that had never worked remote before trying to work from home with the kids home from school and everything else. And it was just not efficient. And it's like, finally, EXP made a lot of sense. Cause like these guys work like remote, like every day. So it's like, I'm not good at being paused or stopped or slow. Like I want to keep going. And I was like, these guys are rolling. In fact, at that point, they had cut back staff because they were anticipating this to slow down. I mean, EXP was kind of like, okay, we're cloud-based and stuff, but this is an interesting thing going on in this market. They weren't prepared for what was to come. I mean, there was 27,000 agents when I came in. There's now 83,000 agents. I've been here for two years. The company has more than tripled in size since I've been here. And, um, you know, basically, the, I think that initially it was that. And then it was the thought of the fact that, you know, I – could basically work from anywhere and that I would be pretty much COVID proof, right? Like I would never not be able to work ever again. But then the other stuff that I love about it was stuff that I didn't realize was going to be a thing. Like, I mean, the equity share, like I give up 5% of every commission to buy stock at a 10% discount. I mean, I came in stock was like around eight, $9 a share shot up all the way up to 120 at one point. Like, it was like after my first year at EXP, not only was I 100%, but at the end of my first 12 months, I had over $150,000 in stock. I'm just like, I went from paying a brokerage and not having stock to, I mean, it was about a quarter million dollar swing. And for people like me, I mean, that are small businesses, that's a good chunk of change. So, I mean, that kind of woke me up. I didn't expect that. Um, I didn't really come in looking to build the rev share, but I do love passive income. And I found myself really enjoying that. But I think some of the things that I did not expect is the amount of collaboration and energy and spirit that my colleagues have and the amount of referral business, it's like even just within my organization, you know, coming in with, you know, Mike Sherrard and all the agents that have come into this organization. I mean, I get referrals all the time, like from everywhere. Like currently I have two referrals I'm working on from Texas. I mean, I get referral from all over the U S and then I have a network I can refer to as well, but it's like, I, you know, I didn't see, like I've done, I do have a network of agents I work with around the country, but I did not um, have, I don't know. I just, I didn't have any idea that EXP would like take that to another level. So, I I mean, you could see there's a lot, it's not just one thing, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't have the fancy luxury brand. Maybe, you know, it's not known to be a luxury brand. And some of my colleagues, you know, have said, Hey, you know, it's hard for us because we're worried about what the consumer is going to think. But honestly, I've built a like a good individual reputation. So I think like probably the only thing that I see that comes up is some people thinking is weak, especially in some of the bigger cities where EXP hasn't taken hold yet, is that they didn't think we sold houses. But now when you look at our production, we have so many top agents, successful agents, even in the icon program, it's not no, so much of a stigma anymore. But I find that being like the one weak point that people try to push. But that's when I tell you, I mean, you really got to be your individual brand and you really have to stand behind your brand. But I mean, realize that people are working with you for you and not for your brand. And honestly, that was the only thing that I think people used to scare me into not making the move. But I came here, my business has gotten better and I've sold more houses. It hasn't, 
that was never a thing for me. And that was the one thing that I actually kind of feared for a minute. I was like, I don't want people not to list their beach houses with me because I have this logo, you know? So right. it hasn't been a thing. Right. And then um, that damn logo, right? <laughs> um, uh, so Shane, you know, what does your work-life balance look like? Before we dive into all things production, how do you take care of Shane and draw that line between work and play and make sure you're not on burnout mode? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm human, so burnout mode does <laughs> happen. Um, I have, so when I'm really, because like I said, I'm human. So there's times when I kind of get away from the program at times for a short stint. I've been very committed the last six, seven months. I've been really committed again during COVID. I did find myself just kind of in a weird space. I think a lot of us did, but uh, I'm really big on mornings. You know, I mean, some people say I'm not a morning person or that's lame, but I get up at five, five thirty, get in a good workout, just have some quiet time to myself in the morning. Cause I mean, by seven o'clock, those phones are lighting up. I mean, things are rolling. And so I try to, at least until eight, I try to have my time in the morning to exercise, you know, maybe get in some breakfast or some iced coffee, whatever, and just really just prepare for the day. And uh, along those lines, I really try to stay within my time blocks and really try to be more proactive than reactive, more work on the business, not in the business. And so I have time blocks in the mornings. I try to do meetings and stuff in the office. And then I try to leave afternoons open to go see properties or meet with clients or do things like that. Um, and then I also um, try to stay involved in, you know, being interactive with like community organizations, charities, et cetera, you know, sponsoring things, participating in things. I also, um, you know, aside from my workouts and everything in the morning, like I play on a soccer team. I play tennis regularly. I play golf. I'm even playing on a co-ed softball team right now. So I try and stay active. And then, you know, I love to, you know, travel, spend time at our place in Portugal. You know, I love like festivals and concerts and doing just all sorts of things. And so I try to make enough time to stay balanced, um, even though we're in real estate and it's 24 seven, about two or three years ago, probably been longer now. I made Sundays a day where I don't work on occasion. If I need to cover an open house or if I have some clients in town, I'll make an exception. But I've made Sunday a non-work day uh, for me. Yes, smart. Drawing the line there, um, being able to recharge. I think that's super important and something that more real estate agents should adopt into their, um, you know, work-life balance or routine. And Shane, let's talk production in your area, right? So um, what's the average housing price look like for you and how many homes does it take you to cap? So uh, the average, so the median price is higher than ever. It's about 1.3 average price. Well, one, two, one, three, it's kind of average and median. Um, it, I mean, I cap in two sales pretty much. And I mean, I've been here for two years and I've both years I've capped on my first two transactions and uh, just because our price points are so high. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. And then what does um, what does your cultural commitment look like? You know, what avenue do you take for that and why? Because that's such a big part of being an icon agent. You don't have to fulfill that part. You can you can cap and get that 20 transactions for half your stock back. But, you know, for the other half, they ask that you get involved with the EXP world and community. So what do you do and why? So basically, I, um, I attend all the events because I, I think it's important to participate especially for me being new with the xp getting to know everybody and so like you know i go to shareholders and exp con in fact i was just at shareholders in orlando which is all the way across the country and um you know for a lot of people it's crazy to fly across the country to be there 48 hours but whatever it takes i mean i do that part and then 
Um, I like being on panels. So whenever I can be on panels, I, I mean, because I love to talk and share. And then what I'm doing now that's going to be new for me is I'm going to be teaching in the world. I'm going to be teaching a class about listings. And so we put together um, our listing um, kind of how my team, how I do it. Right. So just going to do that in the world. And those are, I mean, the things I've done. And now I know we're going to be moving over to a point system. And so I'll be looking for other opportunities to give back and, and participate. Absolutely. Yeah. It kind of gives you more of a spectrum to um, choose from and choose what fits you and your personality best. And Shane, what is your favorite part of being an icon agent? So you get, you know, a glass shiny trophy, you get your cap back in stock, the opportunity to get some stock awards for going to EXPCon and shareholders. So what's your why? Why have you set, you know, being an icon agent, not only as a goal for yourself, but a standard? Well, I mean, I guess for me, it's interesting because um, this was another thing that I didn't really expect. So coming in, I, I mean, I wanted to be a top producer and it's like you work hard and you like to see, you know, you like to see some achievement at the end. I mean, because when you spend so much of your life dedicating so much to your business, even though we're mm -hmm. supposed to be self-employed and be flexible, right? I mean, I work day and night, right? Like this way more than nine to five. So it's um I think that there's multiple reasons. One is that I just I'm an achiever. I'm a hard worker. I just want to get there. And then another thing is that I want to lead by example. Right. Like I want to help other agents be successful. I want agents to join me and work with me. And it's like you got to show them that, you know, it can be done. You know, there's too many people that try to tell people how to do it, but they don't know how to do it. They haven't done it. I mean, 90 percent of you know, I don't want to be throwing stats that I can't verify. But I mean, in my opinion, 90 percent of the people out there that are coaching and training people have not been there. And I have a hard time myself. I always have had a hard time. If you're not smarter, better or have done it better than me. I mean, I'll take opinions because it's good to collaborate and mastermind. But if I'm going to be paying somebody who's a high level coach, they have better have been there, done that. So I think that part of having that achievement or being at the top of your class is that you want to you know, show people that you're the real deal. But then at the same time, being an icon and actually having the opportunity to collaborate, even now at shareholders when they did a special day for us, masterminding with people at that level from around the country, around the world was unreal. Like I didn't even, I never really factored that in, in my mind that, Hey, you're going to start getting to collaborate with these people. And these are all people that have similar mindsets, but do things in different ways. And I love like meeting people and then grabbing ideas from them, just like the grab ideas for me that I can add to my arsenal to be better. Because yeah. the thing about being successful is you're always learning and trying to be better even 20 years in. Absolutely, Shane. Um, I love that. It, it is a continuous learning process. That's that's what real estate is. That's what a work-life balance is, is that you're always adapting and learning mm -hmm. and um, continuing to follow the curve wherever it goes. And Shane, when it comes to somebody that wants to come over to EXP, right, whether they're a rookie or they are, um, you know, they've been in the game for a while, but they're coming from another brokerage and they come up to you and they're like, Shane, I really want to icon my first year. What does that look like for them? What are some daily goals they can set out or some big mistakes they can avoid? You know, it's interesting because uh, especially I feel like even now more than ever, like everybody, like especially with social media and everything, everybody wants to be the celebrity producing realtor. But what I find is that nobody wants to work anymore. I shouldn't say nobody because I don't want to offend or insult anybody. But I'm just saying it just like it seems like 
everybody wants that instant gratification. And I know that I'm someone who always wants instant gratification, but it's like nobody wants to pay their dues anymore. I have this conversation all the time, even with new agents that do join me is you make your like there's certain things that you should be doing. Make your time blocks and be consistent. Right. Like everybody gives up after spending a couple of days or doing a certain thing. Like, for instance, one of my agents, you know, I told him, like, start a geo farm. Right. So it's like they sent out postcards like a month and they're sent the second month and oh, I didn't get anything. I'm like, you just wasted money. Like you have to be consistent. Like if you're going to do your geo farm, your new geo farm, send them out every two weeks for the first three months and then send them out once a month. Make that autopilot. But commit to a financial amount that you can commit to so you can be consistent. And same with like contacting your your sphere. Like I'm really big on my business is mainly referral and repeat. And I know it takes a while to build that. But I think that you need to nurture and work with your sphere from day one, even if you haven't done anything yet. These are the people that you already have credibility with and you can branch out from there. And so I think it's really important to really go after your sphere. Too many people are like, oh, I don't want to talk to my people. I'm embarrassed or I'm new or whatever. But I think that um, having that confidence and that commitment from day one, being consistent, putting in the time, and then that whole thought about, oh, real estate's flexible. You know, I can wake up at 10 and then go into the office and, oh, Thursday broker tour. We can go drink beer on broker tour and we can go to eat all the food or all these listings. And then we usually go to happy hour afterwards. And I mean, it's too easy to do the social side of real estate. Like, it's like, no. Like I hardly ever go on broker tour, but if I need to see something or if I have a listing on broker tour, fine. But like one of my sellers the other day was like, how don't you, I mean, why isn't there reasons coming to my house? Don't you go to, I'm like, top producers are not out there messing around. We're working and it doesn't matter if you're in the business five years, 10 years, 50, whatever. So if you're a new agent, you want to be an icon, you got to be willing to put in the work. And at the end of the day, if you do put in the work and it doesn't work, well, you know what? At the end of the day, sometimes people just aren't cut out for it. I mean, and that's the harsh reality. I've had that hard conversation with a couple of people and it's like people I like too. It's like people that I thought because they work hard would get there. But if you truly do everything and you still can't succeed, then at least you can walk away saying, you know what? It wasn't for me. But if you want to be an icon and you're doing all this other stuff, forget it. I mean, you might get lucky and sell a $10 million house and, and get a real head start, right? Like just random luck or whatever. But Luck is not consistency. And if you're in it for the long haul, it's going to catch up with you. You know, you might get lucky, you might get away with it, or it's a hot market and you just need a heartbeat to sell something. But now you're going to see the times the market shifted. These are the times that veteran agents make a good living and people fall out. And so if you're not paying your dues from day one, you want to be an icon. These are the times that not only are you not going to be an icon, you might not be in real estate anymore. Excuse me, my brain needs oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're doing great. I'm not bored, Shane. I just like, I don't know what's happening. I either get hiccups or like a serious case of the yawns during these. That's it's just unfortunate luck for a podcast host. But anyway, um, I love the advice. I love the harsh reality. And I love the transparency that you shared there. Not everybody's cut out to be an icon. It is an elite status, the top 2% of the company, 2,400 agents out of 83,000, maybe 84 now. Um, are icon agents and that's it uh, because uh-huh. it is a hard status to obtain. And so my next question would be, Shane, were you ever skeptical of EXP when it was first introduced to you? Uh, yeah. I like, uh, you know, when it was first introduced to me, I really thought like, I was really thought it was a fad and I mm-hmm. thought it was um, the whole corporate thing with the whole video land thing. Like I, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like my corporate's a video game. I mean, I, I just didn't 
have much confidence at all. And um, I, uh, I thought it was an absolute joke. And I think that it's really important that, you know, you really get someone who can explain it. Right. And, um, and that you really like, if you are interested that you really seek out successful agents or people that have been there for a while to talk to and not just some random person. Cause there's random people out there that just want to build organization that don't even sell houses or don't know much about real estate. And it, you know, it's almost like then that's when people think, Oh, it's a pyramid scheme or it's a recruiting or you guys don't sell houses. Like it's easy to have that reputation if you come across the wrong people. But I'm, I'm really glad that I did talk to somebody who was successful and who explained it right. And then even his sponsor who I really have built a really good relationship with as well with we similar backgrounds. And I, I like the guy. So. Absolutely. No, that's, that's great. And you were introduced to it by somebody, you know, like, and trusted important, important categories there. Um, but Shane, you know, for somebody that is watching right now, maybe they ran across your podcast or maybe they've been, you know, following you on social or your success for a while now. And, they are looking to make that jump to EXP, but they're nervous. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a cult. Um, they don't know how to break up with their broker. So what would you have to say to them to kind of light a fire underneath them to make, make the jump and get over here? Well, you know, it's hard because I know it's hard. And in fact, one of my guys that just joined me last week had a hard time because his broker was his buddy. Um, the thing yeah. is, is that like what I've learned, because I've always been super loyal. Mm-hmm. What I've learned is that the brokerages aren't loyal to you you know, and it's like, when you do want to leave, they want to offer you more. And it's like, they're not even giving you their best foot forward to begin with. And it's Mm -hmm. like over the years, I mean, I have a lot of respect for like the brokers I've been at and I have good relationships. Like I haven't burned any bridges, but I think that especially for me and being in this business, a lot of us are like this, we're so giving. And so like putting our clients, everybody else first, that I don't think we put enough, you know, of ourselves in first, you know, I mean, how do I say Mm -hmm. this? Like, I feel like I don't put myself first enough. And I think that I worry more about the loyalty and all that than really taking care of myself. And I try to tell people that you got to take care of yourself first and do what's best for you. And and that's really important. Um, The breakup thing. I mean, nowadays it's easy. You can actually start the process and all get shifted and everything. And then you can have a talk. You should have a talk. But, but I mean, here's the thing is even if you're on good terms with your broker, as soon as you're leaving, they cut off your database. If you're tied into their email system, they take all the leads. Like it's such a cutthroat, disgusting transition. It's awful. Like it's so, it's just awful. Right. And it's like, after going through that a couple of times, you learn the steps of how to not be caught in that situation, but it definitely wakes you up to be a lot better about looking out for you. And so I think that it's just important to remember that this is what's best for you. And it's your decision on, you know, no one else is going to pay your bills or really care. And it's interesting. Once you do leave, then you see the true colors a lot of times. And I mean, I've kept on good terms and I like my broker that I left, but it's like, there's people out there that they're super toxic. They hate each other. And that's when you really realize like, why was I worried to begin with? It's pretty sad. No, absolutely. And uh, you have to think about what's best for you and your family and your career. And uh, you go back and you ask your your current broker how to get your cap back. Good luck, right? Where EXP has that option for you. Hey, right. here's the bar for that. Go for it. Um, so that's that's awesome, Shane. And you're going to be at EXP Con, right? Yes, ma'am. Me and awesome. bring the whole team and a lot of the Wolfpack. I'm part of the Wolfpack. You know, Mike Shard and Connor. Heck we yeah. have the uh, the Wolfpack, so the the whole pack will be down there. So we're gonna have some that's really awesome. cool. We do some really cool things together, and. Um, 
you know, obviously we participate, but then we do a lot of really cool things together as well. So I'm looking forward to that. And Vegas is always a good time. That's right. And um, so Shane, you know, we've come up, it's almost a 30 minute podcast. I think it's been awesome. I look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with as we wrap it up today? I just, I mean, I, I'd like to, well, first of all, thanks for listening to me for half an hour. Thanks for having <laughs> of me. Of course. Uh, I, I'm just super excited about what this company has done and where it's going and the leadership. And um, I mean, it's still early. I mean, I think that if anybody's on the fence, you know, it's time to make that move. I mean, you know, you know, three, four years from now, when we're at like four or 500,000 agents and very dominant, especially where the market and how people work has changed where people work from home and work from all over the world. I mean, I think that this is brilliant. And, um, I, you know, I think that if people haven't caught on yet, that this is definitely the next thing. And, uh, I just encourage people to take a serious look at this company and joining because um, I really wish I'd done it sooner. Absolutely. Leave you with that. That's a great note to wrap it up on, Shane. Um, Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to you today. I talked your ear off for over an hour. Um, So thank you so much. And I am super excited to see you in Vegas. Thanks. Me too. Thanks so much, Shane. Talk to you soon. Bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.